Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you, JJ, and I also want to thank all my listeners from all over the world. We are now in over 100 countries. Never, ever give up hope is a message that's going out to people all over the world, people who are looking for something they can hold on to, a glimmer of hope, a little light at the end of a tunnel. We are all human, and none of us are immune to tragedy to problems, to circumstances beyond our control, and that's what this show is about, because each one of my guests have been in that situation, and they have come out the other side. They are victors and not victims. They are survivors, have accomplished what they have set their mind to do, and their stories are stimulating and exciting, and I thank each one of my guests for sharing those stories with us, and people from all over the world want this story of hope, because let's face it, a lot of us are living in hopeless situations, and we need to know that someone else has been there, and they have come out the other side, and they can share tips and motivations and help us to gain what they have gained in this life. And that is success in whatever arena, whatever area we are looking for success in. My guest today, Dr. Reggie R. Padine, is an author, a speaker, and an executive coach. Now, his mission and this is going to be quite unique, is to help people overcome their dumpster moments. Now, whether you have heard that term before or not, I know the wheels are spinning and you're thinking dumpster moments. You're thinking of the low of the low where, you know, we can't get any lower. And that's exactly what happened in Dr. Padin's life. But his mission is to help people not only overcome these moments, but to go beyond their limitations. Now, his first book was entitled Get Out of the Dumpster, which is a true story on overcoming limitations. In his book, he narrates how he went from being a high school dropout, working for pennies, hauling garbage by hand out of a dumpster, hence the story title, to becoming a successful educator, author, entrepreneur, executive coach, and spiritual leader. And the exciting part is he shares how anyone, no matter where they are in their life, can accomplish the same. Welcome, Dr. Padin. 
thank you so much for the great introduction and thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear your dumpster story. <laughs> so let's start with your teen years because you yeah. didn't just wake up one morning and, and you were at the low point of your life. No. What happened? You were a high school dropout. Yeah. And was this uh, because of extenuating circumstances or was this because you were rebelling? Tell us what happened. No, well, you know, there's a, it's, a, it's a little combination of, of, of all of that. I left um, Puerto Rico as a young man. I was uh, 10 years old and I moved into uh, moved to the United States where, you know, I had to learn the language and learn the new system. And and it was quite difficult um, for for a kid that age. Um, to move into a situation where they don't know the language, they don't know the, you know, the system. It, it's quite difficult to 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 adjust. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it, it compounds if you don't if you don't catch up, um, you mm. know, from the, from the fifth grade to the sixth sixth grade. There's gonna be there's gonna be some some lagging there in the seventh grade and so on and so forth. And so I felt that I I couldn't catch up. It's like you know you're you're trying to your best to 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 do your best and catch up but you can't at the same time um you know the system was not really um developed or well developed as it is these days to um really deal with um with kids in that in that type of situation and so i felt like the system was against me you know like i couldn't catch up even if i tried um it was you know the the the, the support in the home you know, my parents, uh, they love me. I love them, you know, but they didn't have a, a, a great, um, a great education either. Mm-hmm. My dad, gra- you know, dropped out of high school uh, or d- d- dropped out of school in the eighth grade. My mom completed high school. Um, but I, I really didn't have any, any role models mm-hmm. that I could look up to. And, you know, it, it came to, it came to a time where, where I got frustrated with the whole thing. And decided, you know, the, the heck with this. Why am I even doing this? I should just go out there and and, and work. And 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 I did. I dropped out of high school um, in the in the eleventh grade, tenth um, going into the eleventh grade. I, I dropped out of high school. And so it's it's not. It, it wasn't just one one thing that led to it. It was a combination. It was the perfect storm. Um, okay. that led me to, to, to drop out, which is, uh, you know, and it was a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. But you overcame that mistake. Well, you know, of, of course, um, you know, that's, that's what I, I wrote in the book and, and I had to really li- live it out. Um, I, I dropped out of school. Um, actually it was 17, 17 years old when I, when I dropped out and I married, um, as soon as I turned 18. And so married, uh, very young, didn't have an education. And then my, my, my bride, my wife, um, gave birth to, uh, to a child nine months later. So she became pregnant right away. And so now I had a young <laughs> wife, a young child, no education. Um, and I was dealing, you know, trying to look, look for good employment, but, you know, without an education, it was very difficult. Plus, during those days, we were experiencing a, a very um, tough recession. Mm. And so if jobs were tough to find without an education, mm. it, it was even harder without, you know, during during those times of, of recession. And um, the only jobs I could find were, you know, the, the odd jobs here and there, cleaning, uh, janitorial services, uh, until I was able to find a more steady job. 
But little did I know that the job that I had found was for a company was that was going out of business. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> And so they, they, and you know, as, as any as any company going out of business, they're they're looking to cut costs. And one of the one of the services they cut, uh, which which they couldn't pay, was the waste management company. Now here's where the story gets a little a little dicey because then my <laughs> my my boss calls me into his office one day and says, Hey, listen, um, I need you to get uh, the company truck and back it up to every single dumpster around the company get inside the dumpster and haul the garbage out of there, put it in the back of the in the box, the box truck, drive it to the landfill and, and drop it off there. And that, that was my job. Now, I don't know if you or anybody who's listening has ever walked by a dumpster in the middle of the summer. But yes. It's not a pleasant <laughs> smell. No. Now imagine, now imagine being chest deep inside a dumpster. Um, in the middle of the summer, uh, day in and day out, and so that was that was quite quite the experience. It was not pleasant. I I, I didn't feel good about myself. I, I felt like I was really wasting my life. I I was embarrassed for for my wife. I was embarrassed for for my child. Um, and it was a pretty depressing depressing situation. Uh, thankfully thankfully that was also a wake up call for me and it drove me it gave me the the fuel that I needed the passion that I needed to do something about it and and so the story of the book is you know get out of the dumpster is that we all face limitations we all face dumpster moments uh it doesn't matter who we are we could be rich poor black white hispanic asian we can be male or female we can be the executive the chief executive officer for a company or the janitor in, this, in the janitor in the same company, we all experience dumpster moments that if we're not careful, will limit our lives. And so that's what the book is all about. So what stimulated you really to get out? Was it just because you wanted to change your life or? You know, I, yeah, I felt that I was meant for more. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. I felt that God, placed me here for a reason and and you know and, and the, the book is not really a religious book even though I, I do have a a spiritual background but I do I do believe that everybody has a purpose and so I knew for a fact that my purpose was not to be inside the dumpster however however I did I mean as, as I was driving back one day from the landfill back to the company where I decided that I had to change my life I did tell myself that I would use that story to help other people overcome their problems. And so I knew from from uh, from very early on in, in the journey that I was meant to help other people. And that's and your passion then. That's my passion. That's that my was passion. your passion then and it's yes. just it's just grown. And and what I tell people is, you know, what placed me inside that dumpster was the fact that I had lost purpose in my life. Mm. And that's what places people in any time in any type of dumpster is whenever you lose your your sense of purpose of your 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 why when you don't when you don't understand what your why is anymore, then you start spinning your wheels and you start making decisions based off of you know whatever's happening to you that day or that week or that month, but not really out of out of the, your your life's purpose. 
and that can get get us in, in a whole lot of trouble. It got me in a lot of trouble, and I, you know, I, I'm thankful that I was able to wake up um, early enough in the process where I could do something about it. I write in the book that you know a lot of people actually go to their graves, and yes. they never and yes. they never fulfill their purpose. They never live out what their what their life was supposed to be and that is that is i think uh, the biggest tragedy of of any of any human being now you must have experienced a lot of emotion and guilt would be one of them because of what was happening with oh, your wife yes. and your child so that was a mode a negative motivator but it definitely was a motivator yeah oh yes yes and I other people, of course, I'm sure that you talk about this in the book, which we're going to discuss in a, in a little bit here, but I'm sure other people are motivated by the same things. What do you think would be like a common motivator that you find with people who have seemed to have lost their way? You know, I I don't know if I can um, – I don't know if there's a common anchor that drives people to change their lives. I really, I really don't. I mean, for me was the sense that, you know, I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I wanted to give my wife a a better life. And, and remember we had a, we had a child and I remember holding when my, when my, when my son was born, um, who's 24 today. Um, I remember holding my son in my, in my hands and, and I started weeping um, as I'm as I'm holding this perfect little boy, perfect healthy little boy, and I I said, what kind of life am I going to give you? Mm. And for me, it was I I be I was very very scared that I would you know that his dad, with with a lot of potential, was wasting it away because he was not willing to to do something about it. And and you know and, and a lot of the things that helped me back. That put me inside the dumpster were other dumpster moments, such as a lack of self-esteem, yes, uh, you know, doubt, <clears throat> doubt and fear. Those things were the, really the, the the contributors to ending up in 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 that dumpster because I felt, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not. I don't know the language. I don't understand. I can't be successful in the system. Um, now I don't have an education. I'm a drop off for goodness sakes. You know, so these things became became a bigger dumpster moment for me. And when I realized, wait a minute, you know, and I snapped out of it, and I said, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take responsibility for my life. I'm gonna do something about it. Either either I'm gonna succeed, or at least I'm gonna give it a fair shot, a, a fair fight. And if I don't succeed, at least I go down trying. And that was my attitude. My attitude was. I was going to I was willing to do whatever it took to succeed and to work you know and so I was I was willing to work hard and 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 and, and take the time necessary to to invest in my new future and and so and so that's what I did that's funny you answered my next question. <laughs> what I was going to ask you is it's like a chicken and egg question, you know, which came first? Yeah. Your decision to take that first step or your attitude change? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a you know, that's a very um very good question because I, you know, the the way I write it in the book is you have to change your mindset first. Mm, okay. And then you make a decision. Okay, because sometimes you well, you know, if you don't, in it, 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 it's it's simple, right? Let's say that I'm I'm here right now in Miami. I live this where I live right now. 
Um, well, I have to I have to decide. Okay, am I gonna head to Orlando or Tampa? Because the route is gonna be completely different. And so once I make up my mind as to where where exactly I'm gonna head, then I have to make a decision and start driving in that direction. <laughs> right. And now there may be detours and accidents and, you know, heavy traffic and I, my car may break down or, you know, all, all these all these variables that that happen, you know, as you as you drive. Um, but I'm still heading to Tampa or mm-hmm. Orlando. You see what I mean? Yes. And so and tell people see, once you find once you find what your destination is, you know, and I think that we all have this internal GPS that that pulls us. You know, for me, even though I didn't have an education, I didn't have any of these things. I knew that I was meant to to help people. I was mm-hmm. meant to coach people and, and teach. And so for me, you know, uh, that meant that if I was going to do that, I was going to do it at the highest level possible. And so for me, it meant I had to go back to school and get a GED and go to college and get a bachelor's degree. And I ended up with two master's degrees because, you know, I had a career change. And then I and I finished with a with a with a doctorate. Now that's I, I don't I'm not saying that it's necessary for everybody, mm-hmm. but in my case, because I wanted to teach at the highest level. Okay. It it meant having it meant having that kind of education that that you know that solid ed- education, um, in order to have the credibility and the credentials in order to do that. When somebody's listening to your story, you know they may be thinking, well, that's all fine and good for him. But how did he go from A to Z? Yeah. How, what was the first thing? Now, you had, like we talked about attitude and yeah. determination and motivation and stimulation and all right. those things. But what did you actually do? Let's let's get practical. What did sure. you do to get out of that dumpster and to, you said at one point that the um, the company was going to be closing and so you yeah. lost your job anyway. Yeah. Is, and so that would definitely push you into doing something else. So right. take us, you know, the next couple steps there that you had to take practically. Right. So, you know, I tell people the only way to get it from A to Z is to go from A to B and from B to C and from C to D and from D to C. And that, and that is something that it's – and I write about that. It's those baby okay. steps. Okay, okay, good. And here's, and here's the reason why. Completely rested on the fact that I'm going to become a doctor. And if I, if I ex- expected that to happen overnight, I would have been frustrated. I would have given okay. up. Okay, good point. And so there was no way I was going to become, I mean, a reputable educator. By completing a doctorate in six months, <laughs> it's impossible, right? And now, yes, now, and now it's a risk. we didn't have those types of schools, you know, when I was when I when I started, uh, and, and 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 you know, it's, I, I would I would only be cheating myself. And so, you know, for me it was, and this is something that I tell people: once you, once you can nail down more or less what it is that you want to do, what you find when you find your your passion and your purpose. This is what I did. I wrote a. I put a spreadsheet together and I put a spreadsheet by year. And so I said in the first year, I'm going to complete, mm. I'm going to complete my GED because, you know, I can't go and get a bachelor's degree without a GED. And then I said, and then by this year, I want to, com- I want to have completed my bachelor's degree. And then by this year, I want to have completed my master's degree, so on and so forth, all the way on my you know, until I had to attain my doctorate. Now, 
I, I was able to finish my, my GED in, instead of a year. It, I did it in, in about three, four months. I was so driven. <laughs> I went and studied hard. And in fact, I remember going to my counselor and saying, I'm ready to take the exam. And he looked at me and he said, no, you're not. And, and what he didn't want mm-hmm. was for me to fail right. and give up because, I, you know, in his eyes, I was not ready. But I was so determined, so driven that I did. I did take the um, the exams, and and I passed. I, I finished my 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 GED. But then was for college. What is it that I wanted to do? So I remember meandering and going from this, you know, major to this other major, and I and you know I lost I lost my sight of purpose. So I remember enrolling mm. in a um, in an engineering engineering track. And I was not meant to be an engineer. I don't, you know, I don't like formulas and I don't like, you know, a lot of numbers and I don't like, you know, I don't like dealing with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But, but to me, you know, an engineer, the title sounded very important. And so I failed. I remember enrolling and, and I gave up. Hmm. And so that set me back a little bit until I was able to find a, a, a college program that would that was more suited to what I wanted to do. And in my first career, you know, um, I became an ordained minister. And so I ended up going to a Christian college and taking all the theology courses and all the ministry courses and the counseling courses. And it was there, it was there that I met several people. And I write about this in, in my book, you know, the importance of having mentors and coaches in your life. I found I found people who greatly influenced me, and I said I, it, it was solidified for me. It was okay. Mm. I, I'm going to teach at this level. I'm going to teach students, and I'm going to help people. And so that meant right there and then that I needed once I completed my my bachelor's, I needed to enroll in a master's program. I did four year. I did a four year degree in three. I was again. I was so <laughs> driven and, because I was I was sure what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and so. And so that's the other thing. Once you're sure of what you want to do, that becomes your number one priority. You give your your heart, your soul, your mind, your 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 everything you have. Never ever time. give up. <laughs> Never give up. You know, I gave up things though. I gave up going out, you know, and hanging mm-hmm. out with people and partying and happy hours and I gave up, you know, television. I gave up a whole lot of stuff because my time became very very precious. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing that I tell people, look, I said, you have to put in the time, you have to put in the time, you have to put in the time. And you have to make sacrifices, right? There is no, I wish, I would be lying, you know, I would be lying to people and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I I tell people, I said, look, you're going to have to work and sacrifice today, even to this day. I mean, I've, I've achieved a great deal of success. On average, I get up every morning at 4.15 in the morning. I, you know, I, I do my day job. I teach online. I coach people. I do these podcasts. I do radio interviews. I write. Uh, I have to grade papers. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty hectic life. But for me, it's not work. It's since it's yes. my passion. It's it's second nature to me, and and that's the beauty of it. That then you know you're willing to spend the time and the effort because to, for you it's 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 your call. It's it's almost like you'd love to do this. I could do this all day long. Because you're driven by your passion. Absolutely. That's right. And that's very evident. Now, from there, uh, you you had another career change. Yes. 
And what did you do there? Well, for me, you know, I went into the ministry and, you know, after my bachelor's degree, I ended up in a, in a, my first paying, good paying job was uh, as a, as an associate pastor in, in Holland, Michigan. And, um, and I enrolled in, in, in a, in a seminary there. Um, and so I was going to school, working in the church, and there were, there were a lot of things that I enjoy about the ministry. You know, I enjoy, again, helping people and teaching people and coaching people. My style really has never been the, has never been uh, different. I've, I've always been very practical in, in my teachings. And so because, because of that, there were, there were several things in, in, in the church um, environment that I, I, I didn't enjoy. And so for me, they were a drag. It was not fun. For me, it was fun to get up and, and, and train leaders and, and give my sermons. But there were other aspects of, of, of the church life that were not fun for me. I also was going through a sort of like an, an evolution of my theology. And, 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 and so I, I felt that I didn't, I didn't quite fit in and I didn't want to be a fraud. Mm. See, that's, that's the one thing. You, you, know, you, you want to do things in an authentic way because otherwise it's going to drain you. And so I remember that it, it came a point where, you know, I dreaded, I dreaded Sunday mornings. Really? You know, yes. I couldn't sleep Saturday nights. It was, you know, I was uncomfortable and I, I, I didn't want to do it. And so, you know, Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs, before he, before he passed away, he gave a, he gave a, a commencement speech at Stanford. And he, he, he said this, he said, you know, if if I go too many days feeling uneasy and feeling like I don't want to do something, I know there has to be a change in my life. And and so I I went through the same process and I said, but but what you know, what am I gonna do? And so I remember that I I, I found that maybe teaching in the you know and coaching people at the corporate level would be something that I could do. Really? But that meant that meant that meant that I had to. Um, I had to go back to school because a, 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 theo- a theology degree and a, and a religion degree was, was not gonna was not gonna do me any good, and so that's when I went back to school and and got my MBA, and so there I was able to get you know the the, the business classes, the, the management classes, the leadership classes that really opened the door for me to at least venture out. Um, and what happened, what happened was, was phenomenal. I mean, and I tell people, look, once you, once you start going in the direction that you're supposed to go, it's almost magical the way it happens. <laughs> um, I, um, you know, I, I found, I found a position, um, um, for, for you know, in, in, a, in a corporate setting that, that, um, you know, I was, even though I didn't have the, the experience that they were looking for, the door opened up. And I and I I landed the job, um, and so I remember that for me the dumpster moment became, you know, dreading making that change because I was getting a, I was I was being very successful as a minister, um, I was moving up the ranks pretty quickly, but now I was giving all of that away, to some uncertain, you know, to an uncertain future. Um, but what happened, but what happened was, was incredible. You know, I, I applied and, and, and went in for the interview and I write about this in my book and I hit it off with the, with the hiring manager and, and we had almost similar stories and mm-hmm. similar backgrounds. And, and, you know, we ended up talking about the position for about half hour and for two hours we spoke about, you know, our personal lives and he hired really? 
Yeah, he hired me. So um, it's amazing what happens once once you start moving in the direction that you're that you're called to and you, that you're supposed to be moving in. Well, it's also keeping your focus and not allowing you know the different hurdles to obstruct that focus, right? Yeah, there's always going to be hurdles. There's always absolutely gonna be obstacles. Or if it's if it's too easy, it's not good. It's not going to last. You you have to work at it because it's when you really start to to appreciate, you know, um, what you what you and and no, you know the the sense of satisfaction yes. that you did it. Nobody can take that away from you. I mean, you know, I one of the the biggest satisfactions in my life is the fact that. Uh, you know, I come from a, from a family that that, that 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 you know from people who don't have a lot of education, and I'm the first person in in my family to become a doctor, and in the sense of satisfaction is 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 immense. Now it was yes. painful. It was painful going through that. Um, there were many times that I wanted to give up, but again, my sense of purpose and my drive would not let me. It was not, it was not even an option. And, and again, it was one of those deals where I was either going to complete it or I was going to die trying. The message that you're giving here is one that I think speaks to everybody. It doesn't really matter where we are in our lives. You definitely Absolutely. are speaking to me. And you're speaking to those who are hurting just as you were way back, you know, in the beginning stages. And yeah. also to those who want to achieve more, who want to be motivated to do more, who want to yes. follow their dreams and their passions. So let's talk about your book. And, and one of the things that you said here in your bio that I really appreciated is this. Is in your book, you refer to dumpster moments as self-imposed limitations, yeah. which can include fear, doubt, mm -hmm. Confusion, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Economic problems, emotional yeah. turmoil, or toxic relationships. Yeah. So why don't you run with it here and either you know address this and also some of the some of the things that you do uh, talk about in your book? Yeah, I, I, that's you know uh, dumpster moments are are those things that paralyze you. And and if you if you go through that list again, right? One of the things that paralyzes people is fear and, and self-doubt and a lack of confidence and confusion. Am I supposed to go here or there? And, that, and again, mm -hmm. that is, that is, I mean, people go their entire lives going, out, going around in circles because they don't know what they want to do. And so they're confused all the time. And it's like, imagine, you know, going back to, the, to my original story you know if i if i said well i'm gonna go to tampa i'm gonna go to tampa and once i'm there i say no i really want to go to key west now i have to drive in the opposite direction right um once i had arrived there so i wasted all that time and money and effort and and people do that with their lives all the time yes and so and so those are self-imposed things when we when we are not clear as to what we are supposed to do then th those things creep in and they paralyze us um there there are other external things you know like the fi financial problems um sometimes they're self-imposed sometimes they're not sometimes a combination but that could be that could also be a problem and then toxic relationships are, are another thing that can paralyze people they can place you in a dumpster and you know we fall in this in this um in this, it's almost like a revolving door of one going from one bad relationship to the mm -hmm. next, 
and people that's happening it's because we you know we're gravitating to to the same to the same thing over and over again because we're not clear as to what we want to do and so and so think about it if we and if 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 we give too much time to all these different dumpster moments that can be an entire lifetime that's true and and your life is gone and so then comes a point, you know, that for, for a lot of people, when they realize that they, they wasted their lives, that they, they were not able to, you know, maybe out of, you know, lack of courage or, or you know, they didn't have the self-esteem or they felt, you know, that they didn't, they didn't do the things they were supposed to. And now they live for the rest of their lives in, in, in a bitter, you know, sad, you know, in a sad state. Now, the beauty of it is this, I think, and this is, I, I write about this in my book. As long as we are breathing, as long as we are alive, <laughs> I think there's hope. Yes. I've said that a million times if I've said I it think, once. Absolutely. I think there's yes. hope. I think that, you know, even, you know, even in, in situations where, you know, suppose that I hadn't w- woken up when I did. And now I'm 65 and, and, I, and I finally decide to go for it. You know that history is filled. The pages and business and, and other things are filled with people in later mm-hmm. in life that decided to actually now go for it and succeed it. Um and and, and again I agree. Um it's just a matter of once and for all deciding, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna do it. And, um, and of course, and, and this is something I tell people, look, in, in, in this chapter, you know, I think it's chapter three in my book, you have to execute a plan, you have to have a plan of action. If you don't have a plan of action, you, you're, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to, uh, you know, go too far. And so I, you know, it, it goes hand in hand, you have to change your mindset, you have yes. to make a decision, you have to create a plan and execute a plan, you have to then, you know, focus on excellence and, you know, focus on momentum and focus on these things that are going to, you know, carry you across the finish line. Um, but the, and, and the beauty, the beauty of it is that at the end of the day, you're doing something that you are, you know, you're passionate about, you feel, you feel called to, and you feel like it's almost like you, you're being empowered by it, by a, a bigger source than you to actually get the job done. And so I, I, you know, I have lived, once I set out to, to, to fulfill my purpose, I, I live in this state and you may call it, you know, being foolish or being delusional. Mm. Um, but I live in a state of nothing can really stand in my way. Right. Nothing, nothing can stop me. The only, the only, the only person that can stop me and has stopped me is me. That's right. You know, once I, you know, I can become either my worst enemy or my biggest ally. And when when I'm my biggest ally, you know, no nothing can stand in my way. You know, I have the, all the confidence in the world, and I'm, you know, I, I have the resources are there, and um, and so so again, it, you know, I I tell people it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are in life, where you are in your in your life cycle. Um, you can be you can be 70 years old right now, 80 years old, and you can still um, move in move in that purpose. And so and so it's never too late. And we hear those stories all the time of people, all the time. you know, who have made a decision 
to change their life or yes. to go a new direction? I mean, learn how to drive when you're 90 years old? No. <laughs> or, or, or how about this? You know, the 90-year-old 90, the 90 um, grandma who, you know, spent on a whole lifetime, you know, raising kids and grandkids and ended up going back to school yes. and finishing their, their <laughs> high school diploma or, or, even, even, or even their college degree. It's it's amazing. So that's like you said, self-imposed limitations. They are that is correct. you know, they certainly we we can be influenced by extenuating circumstances, but we can change. Yes. No matter what's going on on the outside. Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is yes. uh out of your book, what was the single most important question that we should ask ourselves? Um what am I going to do about it? Perfect. And here, here's here's why here's why I think that's an important question. We can have self pity, and have a pity party, and feel sorry for ourselves, and and actually think that we're gonna get ahead by feeling sorry for ourselves. Because if we feel sorry for ourselves, then other people will feel sorry for us and maybe help us. And in in actuality, it it, it doesn't work that way. Seldom, seldom do people. Who, who feel sorry for themselves and have pity parties advanced in, in their lives. And so you may, get a, you may get help here and there. You may get a handout here and there that can, you know, help you for that day. But in, in actuality, you're not going to be making much ground. And so I, I tell people, well, if, if that is the case, and it was true in my, in, my, in my case, nobody was helping me. In that sense that mm-hmm. nobody was feeling sorry mm-hmm. for me or saying, well, you know what? I'm going to write this kid. Poor kid. He's in a dumpster <laughs> and he has a, a young wife and and he has a, a kid. I'm going to give this kid a million dollars. Nobody came to my rescue that way. Mm-hmm. OK. And so that meant that I needed to do something about it. And so right. once I shifted my mindset. It changes everything because then you you realize that you are in charge. Yes. That you are responsible for the good, the bad, and the ugly, for the mistakes and the successes, for the triumphs and the you know, and other dumpster moments. You are responsible, and you you look at that those situations as as learning opportunities, and you you, you go further in your life. But you are the captain of your ship. That get that sense of self empowerment is um, is an it's very powerful, is very powerful, because now you understand okay I can do something about it and so that's my, that's been my question all along, whenever I'm stuck in a situation, you know there, there's there there's still the tendency that there there could be the 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 tendency there of saying oh my God poor me. I could eat, I could have an attitude of saying poor me and feel sorry for myself, but but I know that's not going to get me anywhere. So again, then then the, the 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 flip side of that is okay. What am I going to do about it? And try to figure out. Very good question, and we should probably ask that more often than we do about well, every a lot of things, the, and, right? And he, and here's the thing, the, the, and this is what I tell people: look, there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. I mean, discoveries happen, you know, I mean, very, very seldom, okay? Everything else, it has already been discovered and, and figured out. And so what we have to do is, okay, I'm, I'm having this situation. I'm having this problem. 
well, there's other people who have gone through this problem too. Let me see if I can learn what they did in their lives in order to overcome these problems. And I'm going to learn that, mimic it, fake it till I make it, um, get good at it, maybe get become an expert at it, and, and, solve this, and solve this situation. I wasn't the only, I wasn't the That's first, right. I wasn't the first person to drop out of high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and so I had to figure out, okay, what, what other people, what have other people that have dropped out of high school, what have they done? And, and, and that's how I learned. I learned from other people's lives and, yes. and stories. And, and, and I tell people, look, back in the day, if I wanted to learn that, I had to do it the old-fashioned way. I had to go to a library. I had to do the research. I had to ask the librarian to help <laughs> me find the book or books or tapes or videos or whatever, right? Today... It's it's a, all you have to do is Google it. That's right. It's so easy. We spend our time instead of you know pictures of our of our of our pets, and we spend a little bit more time. Not 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 that I'm saying that's wrong, <laughs> but but if if but but instead taking the the great resource and tool that the internet has become, yes, and listen to podcasts like this, and read books like you know read books like mine, absolutely, and 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 watch the you know those those documentaries and 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 do the research you can figure out everything I mean, the, the solution to mm-hmm. any problem it's already out there it's just a matter of, of of you know piecing piecing it together who should read your book you know i i think that my book i, I want to say this for everybody um you know because i think that everybody can relate to to that but i think it's for for the person who who's stuck okay who hasn't hasn't quite figured out what you know what they want to do they're they're frustrated they have very you know they're they're struggling with fear or doubt or, or you know their self esteem or self esteem or they're confused um maybe somebody who you know hasn't had you know much much you know quote unquote luck in their mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. um and i i tell people you create your own luck by the way um i i've created my luck uh, on many on many occasions and I, I tell people how to do that and so and so it's for the person who who wants to figure out what their purpose is live out their purpose and 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 not allow you know these limitations to rule their lives that's where that's who this book is for i like that you can create your own luck yeah i believe so that's another so. another another attitude isn't it yeah, yeah, and I, I tell people, I tell people, well, you know, because people can say, "Oh, you're, you've been so lucky." <laughs> I say, "Well, it's easy for you to say that I've been lucky." It doesn't um, come that way, does it? It like, doesn't come that no. way. I think I tell people is luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh, that's perfect. When you preparation to, meets opportunity. Sure. When you when in that intersection intersection of of opportunity and preparation. You, now you can't wait to prepare when that opportunity comes because the opportunity will come and go and you you weren't ready. Mm. So I tell people, I said, work, study, learn, become a, a master, become, you know, become the very best that you can in that. And, and opportunities will come, and you'll be able to get up, get on that train, and and take you at least to the next station, and then you'll be able to take another train from that station, and so on and so forth. I've been able to advance. In, in in my in my life and in my career because when the opportunities came 
I was ready. Yes. When when my number was called, I was ready. I didn't have to go and do research and oh let me let me get back to you. No no no, I'm ready now. When can you start now? Mm-hmm. When can you figure this out? Give me give me give me five minutes and I'll 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 come up with an answer. You know I went through a situation where my when one of the companies I was working for was be was uh, was what had been acquired by another company and they were downsizing. I knew I heard the rumblings. And so I, um, I went ahead and learned everything that I knew, everything that I could mm-hmm. learn about online learning. And, and in fact, that's what led me to, to get a, a PhD on it. Um, and so I automated the entire learning apparatus at that company and I put it online. And I saved the company. I mean, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars because they didn't have to print materials anymore. They didn't have to pay for people to travel. And That's I automated, amazing. I automated everything, and I did it by borrowing from, you know, from developers and talking to vendors and saying, "Look, I don't have any money for this, but can you let me use your system for 90 days?" And I did that. I went across the board to every vendor, and I did that. And so, guess what happened when 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 the the Grim Reaper came knocking on my door? The person who was going to cut me, cut my job, mm. knocked on my door and said, by the way, hey, Reggie, tell me what you're working on. And I said, oh, I'm glad you're asked. And I walked, who eventually became my boss, I walked them through what I had worked on. I, everybody in my department lost their job. Mm. I didn't. Mm. Because I could control the entire training apparatus from my phone. It was, it was, it was ridiculous, actually. Um, now. I, did I get lucky? No. No. <laughs> I worked and studied and researched and got very good at it. And when the opportunity came and, and the knock came on my door, I was ready to jump on that opportunity. And even though everybody else in my department lost their job, I didn't lose my job. And in fact, my boss was in New York and I was down here in South Florida and I could work, you know, Three, four days out of the week, I was working out of Starbucks because, again, I could control the entire training apparatus from, from my laptop or my phone. And so, and so, again, be ready when the opportunity comes. That's luck. One of the things that I'm picking up as you're, as you're sharing is that you haven't arrived. And I think a lot of people have that attitude that they're there, yeah. they're done, yeah. they've arrived yeah. at the station. But as long as you, like you said, you know, you jump to the next train, you want yeah. to keep going because once you feel you've arrived, you stagnate. Oh, yeah, you're, you're done. And you're, you're not, you don't have that attitude. And what I'm picking up is this is what you want to inflict us with, and that yeah. is you haven't arrived yet. No. No matter where you are, what you want to do, you keep going until you achieve that, and then you go to the next one. Yeah. And it keeps you young. It keeps you motivated. It keeps your attitude right. It yes. brings people into your life because they're attracted to that. You become magnetic. I mean, this is exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I tell, I tell people, I said, I'm never going to retire. I mean, you know, people yes. work. And uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I quote him in my book, and I, you know, um, he says that if you, if you work for the weekend or vacations, yes, uh, yeah. your stuff is broken. That's right. And he uses another word that I write in the book, but I don't want. To. But he says your stuff, your stuff is broken. And in fact, I would add to that: if people are working, oh my God, I can't wait to to the day I retire. Your 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 stuff is broken. And so I tell people, look, I'm I'm gonna retire the day I check out of here. I agree. 
um, I'm going to constantly be either writing books or having talks or, you know, or coaching people or, you know, I'm going to be that professor that maybe walks in the classroom and can hardly see and has a cane and has and, 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 and probably falls asleep during the lecture. And that comes uh, down to attitude again, Reggie. Yeah. People have this mindset that, oh, I can't wait till I reach X number of years because then I can go and do, you know, what I've wanted to do all my life. Well, what's that? Right. Nothing. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Right. Okay, then you go there, you know, so you are very inspiring. And I appreciate so many things of what you said today. Of course, a oh, lot of this, I've taken a lot of notes, I'm going to be putting these in your show notes, as oh, well as all you. your con all your contact information will be there where to buy your book. There'll also be an explanation of your book and what's in it and who should read it and why we should read it. So this is extremely exciting. Thank you so much for even oh, motivating me today. This is worthwhile. This is just for me. We all need motivation every day. And you're stimulating. You are exciting. You are passionate. I love it. I absolutely thank you so love much. it. And thank you. thank you so much, Dr. Reggie Padin. You have inspired us all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.